1: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. Man, there is a lot to talk about. These rule changes, they're happening, and they're crazy. We're going to talk all about them, player reactions, manager reactions. I have my top five rules I'd like to see implemented in baseball. DH tears today, some WBC news. We got quite the show coming at you. Let's get to it. It's
0: ball out. It's Out of the real he swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a
1: huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. It feels like it's starting to happen, Alex. We're seven days away from Cuba and the Netherlands taking the field for game one of the WBC, Xander Bogarts, Luis Robert, seven days away from that, baseball started, these rule changes are... Causing quite a stir around the game of baseball. Um, some injury, a lot of injury news uh, mm-hmm. with some big stars happening. And so the biggest news of all, we got quite the studio audience here today. My parents. Can we show
0: it? Can my, we show them? My mom and dad <laughs> yeah. are here
1: propped up. Pro- <laughs> we, pro-
0: we got a full live studio <laughs> audience, front row seating. They are in some comfy chairs staring right at you Ben propped up like you're right like in a Harris. movie theater
1: speaking of movie theater by the way i was begging my dad for 6 months to go watch top gun have you did you watch oh yeah it? great oh amazing incredible begged him to go watch it in a theater cuz yes. it's a movie you have to see in a theater and he finally watched it on an airplane screen on the way out <laughs> here with earbuds polar
0: opposite polar
1: opposite polar opposite polar opposite of what but what would you
0: think dad it was great
1: and <laughs> yeah, crazy, how so.
0: appropriate for a plane to be watching it on a plane.
1: So, baseball—we're uh, about three or f- three or four days into these spring training games. Oh happening. yeah,
0: it, it it is in full effect, and these new rules are coming at us really fast. You mentioned it at the top of the show. Three big ones. The biggest one that really went viral this weekend is the pitch clock.
1: I don't think people really expect as you said, it just got thrown at I don't think people expected it to be like, whoa, this I didn't just either
0: really quickly I didn't either. I think I think um the big viral moment, obviously, the Boston and Atlanta game, like ninth inning, bases loaded, tied game, full count, called out. Called out. I think that needed to happen early for everyone to understand. It's here, and you got a month to figure it out.
1: So here's what I'll say about it. I I think the way we see it right now, and just to explain to everybody what's happening, three three rules uh, have been implemented, the main one being the pitch clock, and then there's larger bases, and then there's a restriction of the shift. The pitch clock being the most in-your-face and obvious. With nobody on base, the pitch clock is at 15 seconds and there's a lot that goes into this pitch clock it's not just for the pitcher to throw a strike or throw a pitch the batter also needs to be in the box by 8 seconds which is pretty quickly and we're going to i'm going to go over here to this batter's box right behind me in a few minutes and and do a demo and showcase just how fast that is but this rule is, is right up in our face. And according to Major League Baseball, in the first weekend of games, there were 69 pitch timer violations through the first 35 games. 69 violations. Now, the result of all of this has been exactly what I think baseball wanted, which was faster games and more action involved. Through those first 35 games, The average time of game is two hours and 39 minutes, whereas the average the year prior in spring training was three hours and one minute. So, I mean, we're talking about a 22 to 23 minute difference in the average game time. Only like six games even went over three hours and they were all under three hours and six minutes. So, one before, there's a lot of star player reactions here, kind of all over the map, but my my immediate reaction that I, I want to make sure is clarified here is we're not cutting out action of the game. It's not like we're taking this game and cutting out action. In fact, there's, there's more action, and we're just cutting out the pitcher walking around the mound for a minute and a half before throwing another pitch, and the batter stepping out and taking a long time, so... Uh, this is a tweet from Jack Harris says, Pretty unanimous reaction from Dodgers coaches and players just now. Pitch clock wasn't too tough to adjust to and definitely felt like it sped up the game. So quite the impact if you were watching games mm-hmm. over the weekend. It's impossible not to notice. It's in your face. It's yep. quick. It's action-packed. And I don't believe what we see right now is what we're going to be seeing in the playoffs this year. I think it's just, hey, we're serious about this and we're going we're gonna to call it... Like uh, like preseason NFL games when when refs are told, hey, we're gonna call this a lot this year. Yeah. they do it in the preseason and then come regular season playoffs. It's more a little, a little more lenient, but it's uh, it's aggressive.
0: Anything that's new and a big change, especially with timing, right? Because a lot of the time, as you mentioned, pitchers are taking a minute and a half to walk around the mound. Batters are taking their time, taking a timeout the moment they get into the box. Baseball needed to speed up the game. That was the biggest thing. We, we want more offense and we need to speed up the game. And we are seeing just in the first weekend how big of an impact this new rule is having. And it's going to take time to adjust. Anything that's new is going to take time and you're going to be 50-50. I've got so many comments of people hating it, thinking it's ruining the game and people who love it because it's speeding up the game.
1: I did a Twitter poll. Yeah. I want to see what you – I did a Twitter poll, and it only gave people two options. Yes. I said, through the first three days of Major League Baseball games, the pitch clock has been in existence. You can only pick one of these two options. Do you love it or do you hate it? Yeah. And I just checked on it. So what do you think the results of the poll would have been?
0: Uh, Just going through my comments when I asked for feedback – I should have done a poll – It was pretty 50-50 on hate and love.
1: 54% love. Yeah. 46% hate is where it is as of right now through a few thousand votes. So that seems to be the consensus. And to me, um, look, here's my view on it. One, the fact that it's 54-46 at this point is really good news, I think. I, I think this is the way baseball is going to be. Baseball is always the last sport to evolve. Baseball is stuck in its ways in many ways, and it has to evolve. It has to change with the times. And it is finally starting to do that. And you're gonna get people that absolutely hate it. And you're gonna get those people that say, Hey, I paid money to go see a game and now you're cut. Okay, if you paid to go see a pitcher walk around a mound and that
0: one made me laugh.
1: Scratch his head for a <laughs> that minute
0: one and made a half. Me laugh. Then what
1: what what are you really what are you really there for? Yeah. So um, I, I'm I'm for it, but I'm not. There, there. It needs to evolve and it needs to change. There, it's not perfect.
0: No, nothing's gonna be. And this is the first right. weekend that we're actually seeing it happen. Right. And I know you have a very personal experience to this rule. <laughs> and you, you tweeted, was it a week, a couple weeks ago, the yeah. worst call of all time. And you have a personal experience with this, with this rule.
1: I was not only. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first player. Yeah. In the history of professional baseball to have a violation of the pitch clock. And I use violation very lightly. It was an awful call. Yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the name of the umpire too. His name was Justin. I remember that because nobody likes a Justin. <laughs> so I it was the first day I was in existence ever. And I get into the box, it's a big yeah. part of the game. Second and third, two outs is a two two counter one two counter, something like that. My team was down a run. I get in the box, I'm doing what I normally do, and I'll explain it, uh, I can show it behind me in a couple of minutes, but I was doing what I normally do, and all of a sudden the umpire just comes out and says, hey, time out, you're out, and points at me, and I was like, what do you mean I'm out? you in out. The,
0: you, you were in the box. Right. You I was were ready bo- to go. I was
1: looking at the pitcher, and he wasn't even set yet, and yeah. I got called out. And this ended up being used as an example and sent to Major League Baseball. And they're like, well, you can't do this. That's pretty <laughs> bad. And here's the video here in the wall. It was, it was the worst call in history, besides maybe the Armando Galarraga perfect game, not perfect game call at first base. But I was dumbfounded. And I'm the only thing I'm mad at here is that I didn't get thrown out. I never got thrown out of a of a game in my life. And this was this was the time to do it. I mean, come on. I was if
0: there was ever a time.
1: If there was ever a time. You, sh- so. you should
0: have flipped the bat.
1: We're gonna see some. We're gonna see some stuff this year, and there's some star players that have come out talking about this, uh, kind of all over the map. First of which being Max Scherzer, who said, "I can work extremely quick now, and I can work extremely slow." There's another layer here to be able to mess with the hitter's timing. He likes it a lot. Aaron Judge, I like it. I think you can kind of play around with it a little bit. I think it definitely speeds up the game. Anything that kind of keeps the pitcher moving and on the go and hopefully keep him out of breath, I'm looking forward to it. Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros said he felt rushed and that it benefits the pitcher. These guys are the best pitchers in the world, and you're giving them more of an advantage, and you have to rush into the box. It takes away some of the thought process that goes into hitting. I think it could maybe be a little longer instead of stepping out and stepping right back in the box. Dansby Swanson, new Chicago Cub. The pitch clock is pretty freaking quick. Proposed that it be moved to 18 seconds instead of 15 seconds with nobody on base. I'm hoping it's not the end-all, be-all. He said. I think that there's definitely some tweaks that can be made, but it's going to be a change for everybody. We can sit here and complain about it, but at the end of the day, we're just going to have to embrace it and be able to put together our best performance because it doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon.
0: Exactly.
1: That's kind of my thoughts. So let's uh, see you. Let's yeah. see you I also like need up to explain against the worst the, call ever. Okay. So we'll do both. I'll okay. head over here. I'll explain this new rule and just show how fast 15 seconds really can be. So let me grab a bat here.
0: Now explain when it starts, too. Like
1: Yeah, okay. Let's head over what, here.
0: When does a seconds start?
1: First off, my call. Let me just yeah. clarify to everybody that thinks I was actually not alert and ready. I was in the box, right, and I was doing my, my same routine. I was waving the bat like this, looking at the pitcher, And all of a sudden, the guy comes out and tells me I'm out for not being alert and ready. And I'm like, how alert and ready can I be when I'm waiting for the guy to get his sign and I'm staring right into his soul? You're in the box. Of course, I'm in the box. It was ridiculous. Um, But I digress. That was probably six years ago at this point. We'll let it go. All right, this new rule, okay? So I'm in the box, okay? Pitch comes in. I swing. I swing and miss, whatever it may be. 15 seconds goes on the clock, and that timer starts when the pitcher gets the ball back. So pitcher gets the ball back, I step out and get my sign, okay, got my sign, guess what? By the time I step back in the box, the timer's at 7 seconds, so you really have to change things up. So let's start this timer over now, let's put it at 15 seconds, pitcher gets the ball back, okay, start the timer, I get my sign, okay... Take a deep breath. I get back in. I have one time to wave my bat up. And next thing you know, timer's at eight seconds and I have to be looking at the pitcher. This timer, 15 seconds, the pitcher has to throw the ball by zero, right? I, as in the batter, have to be looking at the pitcher and in the box by eight seconds. That's not my favorite part of this rule, but I do understand it because it's some, like, you can't just you have to be ready for the pitcher to be able to throw the ball at some point. I'm kind of of the belief of Dansby Swanson, whereas I'm fine with this. With, with, with a runner on base, the timer goes to 20 seconds. With nobody on base right now, it's at 15 seconds. So let me show you a very easy example here, and something that came to mind is for me, who was a hitter my whole career. Let's say I'm facing the guy that throws 100 miles an hour, which happens all the time in baseball, right? I'm in here. I'm getting ready to swing, oh my God, it's 100 miles an hour up and in at my head. I fall down on the ground, pitcher gets the ball back, timer starts, I'm coming to terms with the fact that my life just flashed in front of my eyes. Am I still alive? Okay, yes, let me get my sign. Okay, oh my God, I'm not even close to ready again. So this 15 seconds is really only seven seconds for the batter. You have seven seconds once the pitcher catches the ball, to get your sign, do what you need to do, and get in the box by that eight-second mark. I would like to see that more like 18 seconds. There's a lot of guys that come to mind here. One, Nomar garcia Parra would have never survived in baseball if this were the case years ago. But now, I saw it the other day, Pete Alonso is a big meditation guy in between every pitch. He steps out, does a little meditation. He can't do that anymore. So what we saw the other day, he was leading off the inning. He sprinted in from first base got his helmet on and went on deck and did his meditation on deck. So this is going to be something that everybody's going to have to adjust to. I would probably rather see it at about 18 seconds. But again, I do understand everything going on here. And it's going to be a learning curve for everybody involved because 15 seconds really is a lot. One thing I would like to add about this rule, I think there's a lot of factors here that nobody's thinking of yet because it's spring training, and it's 80 degrees, and it's beautiful. But let's say it's pouring down rain. Mm -hmm. Pouring down rain outside. My helmet's dripping with rain. My bat is soaking wet. I need to wipe it off somewhere in in between my legs, get it dry. Next thing you know, I do that. Let's run through it right now. We got the timer. Let's start it over. Okay, 15 seconds. I swing. I swing and miss. Ball back to the pitcher. He catches it. Okay, my helmet's wet. I need to dry my bat off. Okay, I need to get the sign. I need to rub some dirt on my hands a little bit, dry off my hands, get the sign. Okay, step in the box. Boom, let's go. Three seconds on the clock. Yeah. Three seconds left. That's strike one.
0: But you have to remember, every single player is dealing with this. Every single batter, every single pitcher. So it's everyone has to adjust. This is something new that every single player has to adjust to.
1: I agree, and I think... I do do agree with that. I think there's factors here. And my point being, one, I would like to see it for right now with nobody on base at 18 seconds. And two, I would like to see a world in which, and we see it sometimes in the NFL, when something happens, we see the ref bump back up the play clock. Hey, bump it back up, put it at 25 seconds. I think we're going to need a little bit of feel from umpires, which is something I'm very worried about because umpires don't have any feel, and they're the absolute worst. And (laughs) the problem is, over the last two or three years, umpires, I feel like, have gotten more and more egos involved here. So now we're just giving umpires another objective... Oh, oh, okay, this is of the umpire's discretion. Oh, great. When was the last time they got anything right under their own discretion? I mean, so now we're going to see... Okay, the, the timer hit eight seconds. Okay, well, this umpire's having a bad day, and you yelled at me my last at-bat, so, oh, it just hit eight seconds? Strike one. And then we're going to have umpires that until it turns to seven seconds. It's, it's going to be a whole thing. We're going to need to figure it out. Um, but as I just demonstrated, this was my first time running through it as well on this show. I'll, I'll do it one more. I'll go through my exact normal routine and see where I'm at. I was pretty quick. I got in. I'd be here. Let's go through a swing, swing and miss, pitcher gets the ball back. I'd step out, take a second, get my sign, okay, step back in, touch the plate, look up at the pitcher, and that's eight seconds on the dot. On the dot. So it is very, very quick. It's going to
0: take adjusting. It is. So now that you've taken a couple practice swings and situations with this new rule, what would you grade it?
1: So my grade here, I'm going to grade – all of all of these yeah. new rules this being the most prominent my grade on the pitch clock rule as it sits right now is a b plus i i like it yeah but it does need it does need the work and i just and kind will. of demonstrated the or showed what i would like I, I would like it to see to be 18 seconds with a runner on base um we can't we can't find ourselves in a position during the regular season or playoffs where what you mentioned the other day, bases loaded, bottom yeah. of the ninth, tie game, full count. Oh, pitch violation, strike three, you're out. Yeah, that that, that can't happen. We
0: don't want to see a regular season game ending that yeah. way.
1: Yeah, so that sort of stuff can't happen. So we're gonna have to figure out like the process of when do you bump the clock up if it's raining outside, if a guy just got brushed back with a hundred, like let him collect his soul back first before he steps <laughs> in the box.
0: Well, yeah, if he falls to the ground because we see that a lot pitch is high and in almost hits you in the face, a lot of players drop to the ground. There's got to be a little cushion there. Yeah. When you get back up.
1: So yeah, I I I am for it. I am for trying it. As I said, the game of baseball needs to evolve. Uh every sport has evolved um and and baseball is is starting to. And I think all in all, whether you like it or not, it's not going anywhere. No. It's going to be here. And I think this is a rule where five years down the road, we're like, oh my God. Baseball used to play with the pitcher taking two minutes in between. I don't know if you saw it before we move on to the next rule. Yes. I tweeted the other day a video that was Pedro Baez pitching and he threw a ball, got the ball back, and it was there was a video intertwined in it, I guess, of uh well there was this one. Jose yeah, Altuve? Jose Altuve yeah. hitting an inside the park home run. And yeah. it was how many inside the park home runs can Jose Altuve hit? before Pedro Baez throws another pitch the answer was about six and a half
0: which is crazy
1: he ran 26 bases yeah in the time it took Pedro Baez to throw a pitch two minutes yeah we're cutting that out so I'm all I'm I'm for it I think it will ultimately be a good thing and here's the video now if you're watching it was insane Um, So B, B plus room for improvement tweaks a little bit. And I think baseball is willing to what Ali Marmol said, the manager of the Cardinals, they're in constant communication with MLB and MLB is constantly getting feedback and tweaking things and talking to the teams. So what we see right now, I don't believe is what we see in the playoffs. And I think that's a good thing.
0: Everything that they're, that they're changing and they're implementing is trying to speed the game up and get more offense, which leads us to our second rule the shift restrictions.
1: Yeah, I this is interesting for me because I was always one for you know, 5 years ago if you had asked me this, I would say, well, baseball there's there's 9 players out on the field and you should be allowed to put them wherever you want. Mm. But things changed in the last few years whereas, you know, the analytics can literally tell you where a guy is going to hit the ball yeah. 90% of the time. And for the if you're part of the crew that says, well, just hit it the other way, it's not its not really fair to say. I don't know if you've played baseball at a high level or hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. You can't tell me to hit a ball between the first baseman and the second baseman and things will open up. No, you're just trying to do what you do best. So the restriction of the shift, the, the main emphasis of the rules here are you have to have two infielders on each side of second base, and you can have them wherever you want on each side of the base, but no more three, sometimes four,
0: Every in single, yeah, on, the right on one side, side of the
1: infield for yeah. a lefty. There's no more of that. We've already seen the benefit. Matt Olson, for instance, had a couple hits last year that would have been clear hits right into the shift in spring training. He's already had two that would have been outs last year. So this will promote more offense. <clears throat> and my thought, what really changed my mind here over the last couple of years was, one, just watching the game of baseball, but two, for those people that are like, how you you can put your defenders anywhere. Look at every other sport, okay? Imagine in basketball if you got had a guy named Shaquille O'Neal and he was allowed to stand under the basket every single second of the game, catch the ball and lay it in.
0: You're not getting basket. Guess what?
1: You had to change the rule. Yeah. You can't allow that to happen. Three seconds. You got to get out of the paint before you can go back in. The NFL, you can't have everybody lined up on one side of the line. You have to have ineligible people on the line or eligible people. There's all of these rules mm-hmm. to make the game more fair, yeah. That's what this is. Um, I gave it. A, I gave it a B. Okay. I'm. I'm fine with it.
0: Yeah, it's fair. You understand both sides of it because in every sport you're trying to find an advantage, and if you have an advantage, you do it as long as you can until they say you can't do it anymore. So every team right. was doing exactly what they were supposed to do.
1: Yeah, and but they it's had time to rein
0: it back in. Yeah, now it's time you just.
1: And it'll promote it. It will promote more offense. It will. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, Let specifically for these big lefties. So yeah, I'm excited.
0: It's, it's going to be great. Which also kind of leads in more offense into rule number three, the bigger bases. This is going to help with more stolen bases.
1: I already saw the one of the first games I watched the spring training. There were two stolen bases in the yeah. same inning. So <clears throat> this rule, what's not to love about it? It's it's fine. The mm-hmm. bases are bigger. OK, that's the rule. So it helps with injuries. No more of the uh, one of the plays that I got really tired of seeing replay wasn't implemented in baseball to catch the guy that dives into second and his left pinky finger yeah. lifted a centimeter off of the base or came off the back of the base by half an inch. And then he got back on. But oh, the tag was still on him. He's out. Guess what? These bases are going to be easier. There's more to hold on to. There won't be any of that. There will be less chance of injury because there's more room around the bases, and the length between home plate and first base, third and home, and first to second, and second to third, all of them, a little shorter, is inches shorter, yeah. Meaning those bang bang plays at first, you will have a little more of a chance to beat that out. There will be more stolen bases. Fine. Completely yeah. fine with it. My grade an A.
0: I love it. I'm for anything that's going to create more offense and speed up the game. All three of these are doing that, and we saw it in full effect this weekend.
1: I I am very excited to see it take place in the regular season, as I, I think I I think the number I mentioned was 69 in the first 35 game violations.
0: So meaning almost every game had at least one, maybe two or three, depending which games had it. So, so it's. And it's a learning curve. Fast
1: forward to the regular season, yeah. that number is going to be way down. Fast forward to the playoffs, if these rules are the exact same, that number is going to be even further down. Fast forward a few years, we might see one violation. Like you know, yeah. you get what I'm saying? It's a it's a learning curve. And nothing makes you learn more than standing in the box and some umpire named Justin calling you out inexplicably.
0: <laughs> you gotta learn hard. Yeah. That's how you learn. By you, the gotta, way, you gotta have to fall on your face and be like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna do that again.
1: Fun end to yeah? this story. Okay. This umpire.
0: Are you friends with him now?
1: Like a year ago, direct messaged me <laughs> on Instagram because I had like say? posted it and he's like, yeah. ha ha ha. Hey, Ben, it's oh. me, that umpire that made no. the call. I'm like, ha ha ha. Justin, we're not friends. Don't ever message me. <laughs>
0: So. Somebody holds a grudge. That's okay. You're you're allowed to. That was yeah. a big moment. It was. <laughs> big negative moment in your baseball career. But let's have some fun because we're talking rules. So let's put on your hat, okay. your commissioner hat. If you could change or <clears throat> rules or anything around the game, what are five things you would implement? And let's start with number five. All what right. do you want to see?
1: So just changes in the spirit of new in, rules. Yes,
0: just changes just have I fun. would like to
1: see. Yeah. To the game of baseball. At number five, an all-star game skills competition. Ooh. Gone are the days of these TikTok stars in a celeb game or this person that we have no idea who this is. Yeah. In a celebrity softball game that is recorded the day prior and then on TV and nobody's watching it. Get get that out of here. All-star game skills contest. These players that are the biggest freak athletes in the world, put them out on the field. Don't do things that
0: have a chance
1: of injury, like seeing how hard they can throw a ball. Yeah, but like a sixty-yard dash. Yeah, or a catcher pop time challenge, where the catcher, all the catchers in the All Star game, catch the ball and see how fast they can get it down to second base. Fastest one wins. Outfield throw accuracy, where you're in the outfield and you have this thing at home plate, and the thing I, 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 in travel ball tournaments, we used to Mm -hmm. have this where there's like this canvas set up at home plate and there's a point system and in the very center like a bullseye yeah in the very center you get the most points seeing what outfielders can throw from the outfield and see how many points they can get Uh, a robbing home runs challenge where you have a like a jugs machine a pitching machine set up to perfectly throw the ball where it's within a Two foot radius of going over the fence and seeing what guys can rob home runs. Great. A wiffle ball game with team captains.
0: Yeah. Skills contest. Anything that we see it. We see it NBA All-Star Weekend, NHL. We just saw it with the Pro Bowl weekend. They kind of mixed things up and had like a skills competition. Yeah, it'd be great. But the way to make it good and great is have money involved. Whoever wins gets to donate X amount to a charity of their choice, something like that. Cause that, that's how you're gonna get hundred and ten percent from these players yep. and make it fun. I right. like it. So I'm here you're for on, it. Board I'm my on board with that? I'm on board with that. Good. Number four, what you got?
1: Uh number four, a salary floor. Yes. Without yes. the implementation of a salary cap. Just a salary floor. What you could also say here is get get owners that love baseball and are trying to win. But the sad reality here is that not every owner is trying his hardest to spend his money and win baseball games and per- put a good product out on the field just a salary floor what can't happen Steve Cohen this year spent more money on a Super Bowl ad than the entire Oakland A's organization is spending on their roster on the field Hmm. we can't have that Mm -mm. it's an embarrassment to the game of baseball the Oakland A's are going to be awful and they're not going to be competitive and we need better than that and putting in a salary floor
0: Explain that, by the way, just for some people who may not be familiar with what a salary floor is.
1: So basically in baseball right now, there's no salary floor or salary cap, and I don't think there ever will be a cap because the union is very gung-ho about that. We need a floor, meaning each team has to spend at least a certain amount on their roster, right? The Oakland A's are spending like 40-some million
0: on their entire team this year. Which is less than... Certain one players actually make correct, and that that is where it's not fair. You're not going to be as competitive as these other teams. You're not putting a good product out on the field. Invest in your team. Invest in your players if you want to be an owner. Right, you got to do it. So
1: if you want to be an owner, and all these owners are billionaires, yeah, you're gonna have to spend at least a certain amount on your team instead of spending as little as possible, profiting from the TV deals. Profiting from merchandise. No, no, no. Salary floor, you have to spend at least a certain amount.
0: All right. Number three.
1: Number three. An appeal slash challenge system on balls and strikes. Hear me out. Okay. I'm not saying automated strike zone. I do believe that's the direction the game is going. I will say that. Uh-huh. What I would like to see first, and maybe even instead... It's just an appeal system, and it's not going to take two minutes long. Everybody's seen, uh, what's it called, Hawkeye Tennis, Okay. where in real time a player can challenge, and 10 seconds later, yeah, we know the result, and yeah. we see that system. Okay. They have that now, yes, and they tested it in the Arizona Fall League, and a player challenged a – I think it was a – they called it a strike. Challenged a strike. Within two seconds, it's up on the board. We see the picture of the pitch coming in. Yep. We see the strike zone. Yep. They realize it was a ball. Mm-hmm. Called it a ball. Runner. Yeah.
0: Space. It's great. I mean, we see it on the broadcast. You. We see yeah, the box, right. and we see it at home if it is a ball or strike. So I'm with you. If it's an automated system only on that challenge base. Like, it's not like, ump goes to the... The screen. He's going to talk to someone back in New right. York. No, 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 going to no, get it. No. It will only work. Only work if it's an automatic. And maybe each player gets one. Each and if team, and if you don't get it after that, then you don't get any more.
1: I've got it all figured out. Okay. Each team so, gets three. Okay. All game, so kay. you can't just continually use it in the right situation. Okay. You know, bottom of the ninth.
0: Three. Even if you get all three of them, you can't keep going. If you got it.
1: If you get it right. Yeah. You can keep it. Okay. But it just it just limits the bottom of the ninth. Angel Hernandez misses a call that's eighteen inches off the plate, and the and the game is changed forever. Yeah, and it happens in real time. That's why I'm okay with it. Yes, I don't want to completely take out the home plate umpire. I don't want to completely take out the the home the the human element. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the egregious calls right and have have a system. Whereas. If everybody in the world knows, mm-hmm. well, that was a really bad call, and that yeah. really affects the game. Just being able to fix that one, uh, there are plenty of times I'll be in the box, and I'll know a pitch was a ball, and I'll say to the umpire, "That was a ball," and he'll say, "Yeah, I know, I missed that one." Oh,
0: well, okay, oh.
1: we need a way to just <laughs> like fix that. my bad. Yeah, my bad. So I, can, I can
0: get behind that. That's number three. I can get behind that. What you got at number two?
1: Number two, no more blackouts. Slash more game accessibility.
0: I mean that—that's a no-brainer. How is that not already a thing? Yeah, blows my mind.
1: Yeah. So I do know that this is in the process of being worked on. The commissioner has said as much. That his goal is to have games in one place. I don't know if you've seen what the MLS has done. Oh yeah, with with Apple, Apple, Apple TV. The MLS season just started you fire up Apple TV every single game is happening right there and you can see them all and you yep. can go pick it and baseball for years the problem has been blackouts and we need we need to get rid of that we need to fix this problem of where do I even watch games YouTube TV no more MLB network no more so it's like okay where do I watch games?
0: Also, their biggest issue is how do we maintain fans, get new fans, get a younger generation of fans? This is how you do it. Yep. You need it in a streaming site somewhere where it's easily accessible to anyone, anywhere, anytime, in any state. Yeah. Bottom line.
1: So we need to fix that first and foremost. A younger audience, which is something that this show caters a lot to, is bringing, a, a you know, changing the game of baseball yeah. and the way it's viewed. That's that's something that that needs to change big time. The way that everything has been handled this offseason with YouTube TV, like cutting out MLB Network, and then it's like, okay, well, what do we do? Gotta fix it.
0: Yeah. Bottom line.
1: Yep. That's Take number care of two. Take base.
0: Alright, what's number one?
1: Number one for me. Yeah. This beats number two. Okay. And this is a big one. Okay. I want cameras on umpire helmets.
0: So that kind of goes with The ball and strike challenges? No. Okay. Nope. Explain.
1: I'll explain. How? No. I want people to have an up-close and personal view of how hard it is to hit a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Ah. Or how hard a 100-mile-an-hour fastball comes in. Or how much a 92-mile-an-hour slider moves. Okay. Now, along with this, not just umpire cams, just more angles. More angles to watch games. If I turn on and watch a game from 1962 – It'll be the same angles. One from out in center field and then one from the two sides that get a righty and a lefty batter and then you see the field. We got to figure this out. Yeah. We need cameras on the foul poles. Yep. So if a ball is right down the line, okay, guess what? We have an angle right there. If a ball is maybe over the fence, maybe not, we're not trying to piece together angles to see if it hit a bar or if it hit the bleachers. We can like literally have a camera right there that sees it. But just better angles to see things, and to appreciate, okay, wow, that ball is 100 miles an hour, and I feel like in my living room watching it mm-hmm. that that is going to be very hard to hit. We've seen it a few times before. We should just commit to doing it. Put a camera right on top of the umpire's helmet, show it fairly often, and watch guys like J- Jacob deGrom and and Justin and Shohei And all of these best pitchers in baseball, we we get to see what the batter sees. How cool
0: would that be? I'm into it. So you're not only getting like an inside look from a player's perspective, but you're also getting a clear understanding of where the ball was hit. Was it foul? Was it fair? Did it go over the fence? So, I mean, we're living in an era where we have the technology. Just like blast the ballpark with cameras everywhere.
1: You know what I get tired of hearing? What? As somebody, I get tired of watching a game. Looking on Twitter and somebody will say, oh, my God, why did he swing at that pitch? It landed in the grass. Take it from me, somebody that swung at plenty of 55-foot pitches. It ain't easy to be expecting 100 (laughs) and to get a curveball that's 86 and bounces in front of the plate. It's hard. Yeah. Okay? And we can see that firsthand. So I I just think that would help change the game of baseball. It would help just put eyes that uh, just all around would help the game.
0: Yeah. All of these – five rules that you had are great because it's making the game more accessible, more inclusive, still moving faster, making it fun. More eyeballs on it. Yep. But let's move on to some big news that officially became official I think today. Today, yeah. today Manny Machado and the Padres have come to agreement on an 11-year 5 350 million dollar extension, which is the third largest extension in MLB history.
1: the That's crazy.
0: It's We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks for owners to put their money where their mouths are. The Padres are doing that. They are showing up and they are investing in their star players.
1: Also, we talked a lot about the Brewers last week. Yeah. Corbin Burns and how they handled that situation and arbitration. Mm-hmm. The Padres, <laughs> since the new ownership has taken over. Yeah has never had a player go to arbitration. They just don't they mm-hmm. don't let it happen. Mm-mm. They figure it out. Yep. And your star players, guess what? Okay, we don't want to piss you off over $750,000. We'll figure this out.
0: I also love that like Machado might have put the Padres on notice. I think it was Friday when he was talking to reporters yeah. saying he was planning to exercise his opt-out following the 2023 season like mm, you don't really want to go into this season knowing that you guys Really have the complete team to make a deep playoff run. We saw it last year, and he is kind of the the heart and soul and the star of your team. He he put them on notice with all the reporters, and then they got it done a couple days later.
1: It all happened very quickly, really fast. And this deal is very interesting. On the surface, it's eleven years, three hundred and fifty million dollars. But for me, yeah, it's all in the details. Okay, and I don't know if how deeply you've dug into this. No,
0: give it to us. But
1: this contract. Is interesting. Okay. There's a $45 million signing bonus spread out over 11 years, right? Mm-hmm. 11 years is a long time. Manny Machado's 30, 31. So this contract's going to take him through 41, 42. Yeah. Then the first three years of this deal, so the next three years, he's making $13 million a year. Oh. That's it, $13 million. 2026, he's making $21 million. In 2027 and on, he makes $35 million. So very, very heavily backloaded.
0: But that also allows the Padres to keep a lot of the guys that are coming up that they want to keep, like maybe a Juan Soto if you want to keep him around. Then you can give him a heavier front, lighter back end. You just
1: It allows yeah. so much possibility. And for me... Paying your superstar $13 million for the first three years is nothing. Now, imagine if there's a player that comes along that you really want to sign that's a two-way player, but you don't know how long he's going to be a two-way player, so you really want to heavily front-load his contract.
0: A Mr. Shohei Otani?
1: They leave that possibility open. They've been very vocal about wanting to sign Juan Soto Mm long-term. So the way this contract is set up, to me... Just screams. Yeah. Oh, we're about to we're about to do a lot of stuff.
0: And they ex- probably explained that to Manny. He bought in. Yeah. He's in on the whole plan and let's go. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still gonna get my money, but I'm giving you a window to create this World Series, right? Hopefully, championship team because that's the goal. That's what they're doing here.
1: This is a good tweet from Kevin A. C. said Manny Machado will make 13 million a year for the next three seasons. $21 in and 26 and $35 million a year for the duration of his 11-year deal. $45 million signing bonus spread out over 11 years. This distribution would seem to greatly help Padres
0: mm-hmm. with
1: payroll flexibility the next couple of years.
0: It's great. You know who else it helps, though? Because Good. he was going to hit the free agency market this next offseason, and he was maybe number two player available right below Shohei Ohtani. So now that he yeah. is off the market, what does this mean for the free agency class this coming offseason?
1: So this coming offseason, there's a tale of two. There's the offense yeah. and then there's the pitching. The offense, now that Manny Machado is off the board, is not what we have seen over the last No, It really isn't. Um, Shohei Ohtani, who is on both, both. of those lists.
0: Yeah, top Shohei of Ohtani is... Number one, by, by
1: far number one here. Then we go Teoscar Hernandez, Matt Chapman, Ahmed Rosario, who will be the top shortstop available, Reese Hoskins. Good bats, but like, yeah. look at what we've been looking at the last few years. Ian Happ, Jesse Winker, Jock Peterson, J.D. Martinez, Michael Brantley are all names that will be on the free agent mark after this year with Manny Machado off that
0: list. Not, not great. I think it means... I, there's been so much talk, is Shohei Ohtani going to get the biggest all-time contract, the first like $500 million contract in baseball and sports? I think this helps his case. Oh, yeah. This helps Shohei Ohtani's case so much more to get that much more money. Because you're getting a two-in-one package. If Shohei has
1: a year even close to what he's had the last two years, yeah, his contract will easily be – his contract will start – at $500 That's where the negotiations will start, which is insane. I know. And then you look at the pitching side of things on the free agent. Offense is bad. Pitching, very good. Shohei, Julio Arias, Blake Snell, Aaron Nola, Severino, Kershaw, Hayter, Giolito. Really good names there.
0: Really good names. Having
1: Shohei at the top of both of those. It's just
0: going to be Shohei watch. watch. It's It's just Otani watch. Okay, but let's move on because with spring training games in full effect, sadly – we're also seeing some big injuries this weekend. Um, one of the big ones we saw Gavin Lux. weird injury there trying to avoid a ball uh, running from second to third out for the season with a torn ACL.
1: Yeah, this is That's one of brutal. the you, you never want to see this mm-hmm. um, and, and there's been a few of them. a few pretty key injuries. the Ugh. the well, we I can't just watch it showed it on Sorry. the screen and Alex, I guess I... saw it. It's bad. <laughs> torn ACL. Out for the season. And the thing with an ACL, this is what I, uh.
0: Yeah. See, you just saw it too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the thing with an ACL is you hear out for the year, but you're not the same for a while. No. Ronald Acuna is finally like seeming like this year, I think he'll be, it's like a, it's almost it's like a two year. two year thing. Oh, yeah. You're able to play that following year, but you're not the same guy.
0: No. The running Lux, the moving everything it's
1: um was running from second to third base kind of was running in a certain direction and then it looked like the throw was going to come at him and then like it was just it. a really unfortunate situation with the third baseman throwing to second for a double player to get the out at second Gavin Lux trying to avoid it steps in a weird way tears his ACL out for the year um so that's the biggest one
0: yeah and Dodgers don't really have the depth right now to lose a guy. No. I so yeah, Dodgers Dodgers might need to pick someone up, figure something out. They're gonna move some things around, but if only unfortunate.
1: If only there was a if if only it was an off season where there were like four star free agent shortstops available. Like top (laughs) ten. That they could have gotten one. Yeah. But they didn't. Um so the the Dodgers are in a really weird spot now. Yeah. Really weird. Because they were already at a lack of depth, kind of everywhere you look like outfield they mm-hmm. they didn't get Cody Bellinger back so then like okay now mookie anyway this this situation really messes them up yeah dave roberts said that chris taylor will start a throwing program to play more shortstop mookie bets playing more second base this season is also being discussed i <laughs>
0: That's not what you want to hear. It's not. That's not you want to. You want to see a guy play their true position the entire season, and you want to have depth at that position, so you don't have to do something like this. Yeah.
1: Now, I will say, Mookie is oh. Mookie is a superstar and was a second baseman and can still play. In my opinion, a Gold Glove caliber second base. Yeah, but he's be, he's become one of the better outfielders in the game of baseball. And, man, are you going to miss that arm in the outfield if he's not out there? And then now the depth in the outfield isn't as good. Chris Taylor and Max Muncy on the left side of an infield for me, don't get me wrong, Mm -mm. love me some Chris Taylor, travel ball teammate of mine for a year. I I love the guy. But a left side of the infield that is now going to be Chris Taylor and Max Muncy after it's been – you know Justin Turner and Trey Turner and Justin Turner and Corey Seager like what a 180 this this is going to be for them this year.
0: completely different lineup but let's move down south a little Padres news Joe Musgrove fractured his toe in the weight room another freak accident
1: Musgrove fractured big left toe yeah. weight room injury now this isn't as serious um we're hearing a few weeks yeah. there's not a set timetable this isn't like But a, that
0: pushes back a pitcher from getting ready for the start of the season two weeks. So that's pushing him back. Even if he's back two weeks, he still has to go through that entire program of ramping himself up.
1: So if I had to guess right now, Joe Musgrove isn't ready for opening day. Yeah. Tricky situation here. Padres injury. So now we're looking at the NL West Dodgers in a, in a bad spot. Mm -hmm. Padres are the starter. You know what? this, This opens the door. For my diamondbacks to slide right on in there this year. <laughs> you the d backs baby. <laughs> um, Musgrove, few weeks. Yeah. Tyler Glass now.
0: Yeah. Oblique this
1: one sucks, man. Coming back from his arm injury. Comes yeah. back, end of last year. We finally see him back. He's electric on the mound. Grade two oblique injury, six to eight
0: weeks. And those you never really know. Obliques are so tricky because you can't put an exact timetable on it because if you maybe come back a week too early you can strain it again there's just so many factors that come into it
1: and again to your point it's spring training right now so six to eight weeks is when he can get back to beginning of spring training yeah like he he hadn't made us you know he's not to the point where he could throw four innings yet so in six to eight weeks is basically when he starts his spring training yep so that's gonna be a while uh, and Lance McCullers, yeah, the Astros, elbow sprain. Don't know a lot there other than out for opening day, which yeah, that's not a good sign.
0: No, it's never a good sign. But you kind of you go into spring training as soon as the game starts, the games start to happen, you know, you're gonna get these injuries, yep. and it's it's heartbreaking because you never want to see that. But it's going to roll over into the season. And then we're also going to see it roll over into the World Baseball Classic that starts in a week. Because we're seeing players slowly but surely have to drop out of the World Baseball Classic. Most recently, Suzuki with Team Japan.
1: Yeah, this isn't... You 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 got to know this is going to come. Yeah. You know, you have a couple weeks of spring training and then guys report. Say a Suzuki, oblique injury... Dropping out for Team Japan, this sucks. This sucks. Team Japan was a top three team in this tournament. I still believe they are more than capable of winning. But this is a huge bet in the middle of their lineup. Mm-hmm. Huge. And they they needed him. So now he's out of the tournament. So Team Japan, Team Japan of everybody, I think, has a, a cakewalk through at least the first round. You look at their pool that yeah. involves – Korea, Australia, China, and the Czech Republic, who we're going to talk about. We'll talk about, about later. a little later. <laughs> um But what this where this really hurts them, I think Team Japan has the best pitching staff in the whole tournament. Yeah. But the, the offense, they needed Saya Suzuki in the middle of that lineup. He is now out for Team Japan.
0: You think it has that big of an effect? Yeah. Well, yeah, it will affect their chances to possibly win the whole tournament?
1: Yeah, it's just a big middle of the lineup bat. You know, they have the town, the ta- they're still good enough. They still have yeah. Lars Neutbar, uh who will be at the top of that lineup somewhere, Shohei Otani, Murakami. The team is more than capable of putting up yeah. runs. It was just like bum- it added so much depth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now they don't have that offensive depth.
0: Now we have uh, another team. Your sleeper, Mexico, yeah. also lost a couple MLB players that announced they won't be playing this weekend.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't feel good about Mexico being my sleeper. I, I but, don't uh, think you can with these two guys out. They now have Alejandro Kirk and Louis Urias out for their team, and that was a big. Those are big. Those hits. are big. Those are so, big hits. Tough blow for Mexico, who will still be pretty good, but not near as good. Um, so now I look at the. I, I look at Pool C, with which is where Team USA is involved. Let's. Count USA is getting through pool C. Yes. I thought it was pretty easily, okay, Mexico can get through this. Mm-hmm. Now I'm putting Mexico and Canada kind of like on that same Okay. It's gonna be tough. So tough blow for tough blow for Mexico there.
0: So you don't know if they'll make it out of pool play. I,
1: I think I think it's gonna be very tough for them now. Okay. I think it's gonna be very tough for them. With uh Julio Arias out and now Kirk and they're gonna have some issues. But as I said, I I I'm just reminded here yeah. we're seven days out from this starting, and I am so pumped up for it. And also, yep, yeah. everybody needs to stay tuned because we have some we have some exciting news about the WBC. Yes, we do. That will be announced here at some point soon. Yeah. So the WBC is gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun.
0: It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we've already said we're gonna be doing daily shows around it. Right, this is your place to watch it, Fox just stay Fox. stay here. Okay. Stay tuned. Okay. I won't I won't ruin I won't ruin any surprises. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing tiers. Position tiers yes. every week and we are now to the DH tier. Yes. And so let's let's just get started with your elite we, we got to know who's in here.
1: We have made it all the way yeah. to the designated hitter. And in the elite tier, there's only two. Okay. Shohei Ohtani. It's fair. And Bryce Harper. Definitely fair. Bryce Harper, I got a lot of flack for that because he wasn't in the outfield one. Look he here, was a DH here. He DH the majority of last year. He's going to DH the majority of this year. So guess what? He's in the DH tier. Yeah. Sue me. Yeah. And he's in the elite DH tier. There's two of them. Shohei, who could very easily have a tier of his own. Uh-huh. But because this is DH, Shohei should just be on another planet. Because he's the DH, <laughs> he's going to be in the elite tier here. So him, Bryce Harper, who we all – he's a superstar and still under – I mean, he, there's an argument for him being an underrated player. He's unbelievable. show and Bryce Harper, two.
0: I I completely forgot that you would get some, you know, some clapback for not having him in outfield. But when we, we just watched him play through the playoffs and through the postseason, he was the DH towards the end of the season. So it makes sense.
1: Alex, if you're ever – forgetting that i'm gonna get some clapback or pushback <laughs> on anything just be like oh wait that's right he will absolutely
0: just read just read my comment section i could say just like constantly read my comment it, it section. doesn't matter yeah hey any kind of feedback love hate people are watching people are listening it's a good thing thanks alex you're welcome appreciate i'm here to pump you up
1: all right on to our next category no yes yes next category almost elite yes Okay. Yeah. This is where things got tricky because DH is a very tricky position. Almost elite. Michael Brantley, Giancarlo Stanton, JD Martinez.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Michael Brantley is a guy that hits over 300 no matter what. I think Michael Brantley will hit over 300 when he's 50 years old. Yeah.
0: That, he. Yeah, he hit 288 in 2022.
1: But he close. Was, he was out most of the year. What That's about true. the year? Prior?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You have that yeah, that, that was no, that was just sixty four games. Career, his career
0: average is two ninety-eight.
1: Can we not round up? The US. career average. If is you wanna,
0: I mean mm, from the
1: year 2021 goodness. to 2017, which Alex is just omitting. <laughs> be, he hit like three hundred to three fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. Last year hurt the majority of the year. Yeah. Two eighty eight, five home runs, and very limited time. Michael Brantley timeout yep here's why I had to do this this is this is an interesting caveat here and we'll I'll explain more when we get to really good these three guys Brantley Stanton and JD separate themselves from that next tier so I didn't feel like it was okay to have them in a tier of really good with other players that I feel like they're better than so I put them in a category above which Mm -hmm. is almost elite yeah so you can say what you want about the word elite and are these guys really almost elite I They are better than the tier below,
0: and at one point I think they were elite. A couple of them, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So it they are they're stuck. (laughs) It it makes sense. Like at different points in their career, I would have maybe had Stanton up in elite, and then you know things just went things just went really downhill really fast for him. But he's still yeah, yeah. but he he can still still a great player. Stanton,
1: unlike anybody in baseball, when he goes on a tear
0: unstoppable we'll just
1: hit 500 foot homers and hit like 10 in a week it's unbelievable last year not good 211 but still found a way to hit 31 homers so the power will always be there jd martinez i think is just he's always gonna hit the guy rakes he had a down year as well and it ended up at 274 with 16 homers so these guys brantley stanton and jd are better than the rest in the really good category which we will get to now okay Really good. Justin Turner, Trey Mancini, Josh Bell, Daniel Vogelbach. Let's start with Justin Turner. Justin Turner was, well, now he's definitely in the DH category, but I Justin Turner has taken a little bit of a step backwards in the last few years, continues to get a little bit older. Now with the Red Sox, obviously he continues to get older. That's a comment I could say about literally every person on this list. But now his age is really up there. What are we going to get from him in a Red Sox uniform? We don't really know. I do believe he still can be a really good hitter, but to what degree, who knows? Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini's year was a tale of two halves. Kay. With the with the Orioles and then with the Astros, he was just not what we expected him to be. So yeah. he ended up hitting .239 with 18 homers, um, but has the capability of being very good as well. Josh Bell, an all-star, unbelievable first half of the year, goes to San Diego, isn't as good. So what we're seeing with a lot of these guys is, okay, they performed really well, but then at a certain point in the year, either got traded or moved or really started struggling. So what are we going to get from them this year? But in my really good tier, which I would still feel really good about having these guys in my lineup, Justin Turner, Trey Mancini, Josh Bell, Daniel Vogelbaum. All right. Any qualms about that one?
0: No. No, and I agree as to why you would have the three guys above them in Almost Elite right. because they, they are. They're a step above of those four guys you have in Really Good. It's almost like it's fair.
1: there could have been a world in which I changed the name from Almost Elite to, like, a little better than Really Good, but then it starts getting
0: like – No, no, no. you got to keep the tiers the same.
1: How worried are we going to get, no. you know?
0: Let's move on to Pretty Solid.
1: <laughs> Pretty Solid. Bunch of names here. Yeah. Charlie Blackman, Nelson Cruz, Matt Carpenter – Juan Yepes, Harold Ramirez, Brad Miller, Brandon Belt, Carlos Santana, Dom Smith. Mm -hmm. A lot to take in there, so I'll just talk about two guys. Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter. All right. Both new Padres. Never been a Padre, now they're Padres. I love the addition for these guys. One's left-handed, one's right-handed. And they'll probably platoon a good bit. And both still have the capability to be really good. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, Nelson Cruz was probably in the almost, almost elite category. Yeah. Matt Carpenter was, has been in the really good category for the majority of his career. Both went downhill. Nelson Cruz hadn't had his resurgence yet, but Matt Carpenter had a resurgence last year. He was unbelievable. I like these pickups a lot for the Padres. Nelson Cruz could go there and hit... 150 with six homers, and I would still say he's a big addition for that team because of what he means to the roster. So, DH was tough.
0: DH is tough, and I feel like with Nelson Cruz going into this new situation with the Padres and kind of being that veteran role model influence for someone like maybe a Juan Soto, a Tatis Jr., teaming up with Machado. There's a lot of potential for him to kind of become this new, different player in that role and bring more than just what he does on the field. Yeah.
1: So a lot of guys in this pretty solid – a lot of guys in this entire tier on new teams. Dom Smith, now Nationals, um, Cruz, Carpenter, uh, Brandon Belt, Mancini, Vogelbach – or not Vogelbach, but Justin Turner, J.D., Man, a lot of change. A lot of movement. A lot of, a lot of movement.
0: A lot of movement.
1: Um. Okay, that does it for the DH tiers. It is time. We still have bats to give away. We do. Alex, and wait until you hear the email that, <laughs> that the producers came up for this one. Okay. Um. First off, congratulations to Vicky Chang, who won the most recent bat. I believe that was number four of six. So we still have two custom flipping Bats bats to give away. And I mean this wholeheartedly, they are sick and they are really, really cool. So congratulations, Vicky, for winning a bet. Now we're going to give away another one. So as has been the case with the first four, if you're listening, I'm going to give you an email address to send a screenshot that you are subscribed to flipping bats pod. All you got to do is send a screenshot to this email. The email is...
0: I'm looking at the screen.
1: Forever 17 <laughs> at gmail.com. Thank you, I
0: feel like you need to keep Producer this one. Taylor. I feel like you need to keep that email.
1: <laughs> ShoheiForever17 at gmail.com. So take a screenshot that you're subscribed to the podcast. All you got to do is send the screenshot to that email, and you could win this really cool wood bat. 34 inches uh 34 30 i believe it has it's custom flipping bats on the side it's it's unbelievable so if you're listening win that bat
0: yeah just do it just do it just do it it's time for your favorite part of the show
1: it is time for my favorite part name that team and i believe we're switching we're, it up yeah so
0: we're mixing it up beforehand you were getting the entire infield right where they were either drafted out of signed out of High school, college, or international yeah. player, but now you are getting the outfield. You are getting left field, center field, and right field. That's it, and you have to oh, name man. the team. Hey, don't look.
1: So two less, <laughs> two less positions.
0: Two less positions than
1: I had originally.
0: Yeah, but I think you, I think you'll be okay. You, you got to do better than last week. Thanks. <laughs> right? you, it's only my, up. It's only up from here.
1: Definitely my worst week.
0: Are you ready for team number one? Yep. Okay. Team number one, left field out of Fresno State, center field out of high school in New Jersey, and right field out of Mississippi State. Name that team.
1: The only thing that's throwing me off here is is left field being Fresno State. I mean that's Fresno State's obviously Aaron Judge, but the left field is is what's confusing me. Mississippi State, New Jersey in center field, Fresno State in left field.
0: I don't know. I'm trying not to react. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm trying so hard not to react.
1: <laughs> Is this the Yankees?
0: Is that your final answer? Oh no, am I wrong? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong. It's the Angels. <laughs> Got Taylor Ward and left, Mike Trout and. In... Oh, Under Renfro.
1: I didn't know Taylor Ward.
0: Mm. I, I just mean, thought Mike Trout would have been a dead dead giveaway. High school in New Jersey. Well, there's Jersey. a
1: bunch of high school guys.
0: Who else is Centerfield High School in New Jersey?
1: Well, I thought maybe I, Harrison. I thought, I don't know. I don't
0: know. He is like the.
1: Well, obviously.
0: The guy. Shout
1: out Millville.
0: Yeah, I spent time there. You did? Yeah, when he won Rookie of the Year, they like flew me on a red eye and spent the weekend with his family.
1: I feel like that was the one everybody was saying I was definitely going to get. So yeah, now, now I'm really
0: worried. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay.
1: To be fair, I didn't know Taylor Ward. Left field.
0: This is also your first time in the new format. Okay. Let's just like learning curve. Let's just keep going. Let's not dwell on this one too much. Let's see if you can get I'm team wrong. number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Left field at a high school in Canada. Center field high school in California. And right field, USC.
1: Name uh, that
0: team. Uh,
1: St. Louis Cardinals?
0: Yeah, it is. Okay. See? He bounced right back. What was that? Five, not even five seconds? Well. How'd you know? What gave it away?
1: Well, to, uh, I, Lars Newt Bar, who we just had on the show. Great yeah. interview, by the way. Okay. Literally last week, go listen to his uh, conversation. And then left field, Okay. Tyler O'Neal knew he was Canada.
0: Okay, so. cool. Well, you're
1: 50-50. Yeah. You ready? Is this the last one? This is the last movie? one. Have. These go Yeah. Great.
0: Team number three. Left field, high school in Washington. Center field, high school in Illinois. And right field, University of Virginia. Name that team.
1: UVA. Who's the UVA guy?
0: Not looking at you.
1: High school, high school, UVA. For those that don't know, I grew up like... 20 minutes from UVA I uh-huh. spent a lot of time up there. Right field, UVA. High school, high school. 30 seconds. Oh. I know, I can hear the timer.
0: You're welcome. UVA,
1: high school, high school. Oh my God, this is hard. 20 seconds, oh no.
0: Ten seconds.
1: Uh, Five seconds. Um, you're
0: obsessed with this team.
1: I'm obsessed with this-
0: Diamondbacks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah! I was like, do Diamond I give him a hint? Baby. We talked about giving hints.
1: Let's go. Was
0: that what you were thinking beforehand? No. Oh. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, that was called that was call a friend.
1: Shout out Diamondbacks! Shout out Corbin Carroll! I'm the driver of the bandwagon. Oh man, down to the wire there. Yeah, I got. I was gonna get it without Last, Alex. I knew. I, I knew that. You
0: just said you weren't going to. No, I was going to. Uh huh. Grade yourself. You phoned a friend.
1: No, I didn't. I knew it. I knew it. Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, UVA. Come on. Um, I'm gonna give myself a B.
0: Okay, same. I was going to give you a solid B.
1: Okay, then B. That's
0: good. Oh. Yeah. We can agree sometimes.
1: All right. Before we wrap up, Alex. This is my favorite thing happening in the world right now. It's
0: so awesome. This is
1: the greatest thing ever. The World Baseball Classic is set to begin in seven days from right now. And one of the teams that will be involved is the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic team is full of teachers. Auditors, firefighters, everyday people, woodworkers, everyday people, and they're in the same pool as Team Japan. This is unbelievable, unbelievable. The entire world should be rooting for the Czech Republic. This team is not like they just ha- they qualified by beating I forget who it was. They qualified for the tournament by beating a a good a, a good team, and now. They're involved in the same pool. They're going to face Roki Sasaki in the third game in Team Japan, who throws 102 miles an hour. And this team is, they're not professional baseball players. They're literally teachers, financial (laughs) managers, and woodworkers. And they're going to go out and face some of the best players in the entire world. They're going to face, they're going to be on the same field as Shohei Otani. And this guy's going to have to get a substitute teacher for his fourth grade English class. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: So, how many runs do we think that they're going to give up in their first game against Japan? Over, under ten.
1: Well, there is a slaughter rule as well. At eleven, not a slaughter rule anymore. What are they? What are the kids? Mercy, call it? Mercy, rule. mercy rule, mercy rule. Come on, it's nicer. Well, eh. um, I th- they're going to get mercy, but
0: you think that? Okay, you think that this will be our first look at the mercy rule?
1: I think it'll be ten nothing. Okay. I think they'll they won't score. Hmm. I hope they do.
0: I, I'm gonna <laughs> go out on a limb and say they're gonna get a run.
1: How incredible! They're gonna get a run. Oh yeah, they're gonna score off Roki Sasaki. Come on, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, Not to I'm gonna like, have win. some faith. I just want them. I'm to, Czech, so I'm like, to, I'm gonna.
0: You I want know. them to put
1: up a fight. Yeah,
0: but like, it's let's so see it. Cool. Go watch the video. It's on. It's on Ben's. Uh, he tweeted it. They're all sharing their names, what they do for a living.
1: It's so. It's cool. incredible. The game of baseball just continues to impress globally it's incredible it's America's pastime but now you have team, team Czech Republic playing yeah. team Canada and the World Baseball Classic it's going to be awesome so great show a lot to cover Alex and I will be back at you a lot so listen stay tuned here big announcement coming WBC is going to be a blast um, it all starts March 7th thank you all for listening Alex this one as always, has been a lot of fun. Very beefy episode.
0: Yeah, we always have a great time.
1: Shout out to our audience. Yeah, the, Mom and Dad. The audience here. Mom, Mom and Dad proud uh, Thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe. And if you do, go win the bet. ShoheiForever17 at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media. Follow along everything we do there. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch everything on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Well, we're seven days away. Spring training is in full force. So until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.